Blog Talk Radio. A council on the future of education. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode on the Council on the Future of Education radio show. My name is Rob Furman. And I will be your host for this uh, 20 or 30 minute conversation about uh, new technology apps and websites, just sort of some good things that can help uh, teachers in their classrooms, administrators and whatnot. I also think we're going to be having a uh, guest calling in here shortly, a gentleman that I met at the uh, Mid-Atlantic Conference on Personalized Learning, which was in Pittsburgh just this past week. Uh, What a cool conference. Um, Definitely. You know, I, I do a lot of conferences, obviously, um, probably four or five a year that I speak and present at. But uh, this one was different. This one was pretty cool because uh, it was like all of the uh, cutting-edge teachers sort of getting together and uh, discussing the importance of really pushing personalized learning and the idea of, of good tech that's, that can be used to, to make that an advantage. And uh, it was just a really cool uh, group of educators that went to that particular conference. So it was a, it was really a lot of fun. It was a great, great experience and a, and really a, a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool conference. So, uh, anyways, a couple housekeeping things here. Uh, we are going to be doing with the Council on the Future of Education a uh, monthly Twitter chat, and I believe it's going to be on Thursdays. I can get you some more details, or you could always go to uh, www.edufuture.us in order to uh, get some more information on that. But we're going to be doing a monthly Twitter chat under the hashtag um, edufuturechat, E-D-U future chat. And um, so hopefully you, those of you that listen to our podcast can get into the conversation and uh, really get get involved more with the uh, future of education and we all know just how important that is. Um, we've also have uh, several new members of the uh, Council on the Future of Education. We just opened up membership to first generation uh, members. Those are going to be um, doing a lot of the moderating of, of, of things and other things like that that will really be uh, beneficial and, and helpful to uh, to to you and, and to us as a council. So uh, thank you and congratulations to all those new first-generation members. I'm sure you'll be seeing their names out there uh, quite a bit. Uh, so anyways, this, this one particular um, gentleman that I met at this conference, MACPL, uh, ha- had a new a new website, a new concept. It's not really a new concept, but I guess the way he's doing it is is new in, in its respect. And it was really, really a, a cool idea. And, and, you know, I'm not normally a big fan of uh, paying money for, for anything, not that I'm cheap, but, uh, we can, but with that being said, I know money's tight. But this is one of those type of things that I thought was, uh, was pretty interesting and, and pretty exciting. So, um, we're going to, right after this uh, public service announcement, we're going to come on here with um, Phil from uh, Great Slam. Be back in 30 seconds. Childhood hunger is a silent epidemic. One in five school children do not have enough to eat. School lunch programs help feed these kids. But when the school bell rings on Friday, many of these children have nothing to eat. 
Blessings in a Backpack provides two entrees, two breakfasts, and two snacks for children who would otherwise have no food and no hope. Go to blessingsinabackpack.org. Okay, welcome back to the Council on the Future of Education radio show. We have Phil here with us from the uh, Great Slam. Phil, can you hear us okay? I can. How's it going, Rob? Oh, it's going great. Uh, I was just prefacing a little bit with, you know, sort of the idea that I've never been a real fan of paying money for pretty much anything because I think we should be able to do it on our own. But you've got a really unique thing going on here. Um, and let, let, let me sort of start it a little bit, and you can take over from there. Um, one of the sure. things that, that we talk about when we're dealing with, you know, the future of education, even education today, probably the education in the past, uh, is a lot of equity issues. And, and um, you know, one of the things that, that hampers the idea of equity a lot of times can be uh, dealing with financial need. Um, so couple that with the idea of um, tutoring and needing help in tutoring. And, uh, Phil, I'm going to let you take it from there. Explain to us what Great Slam is. No, I mean, you're, you're, you're dead on with this idea of educational equity. And, you know, from my point of view, so to give you my background, the listeners, my background, I'm a teacher turned entrepreneur. Uh, I studied education at McGill University, taught in both the public and private systems, and, you know, realized pretty early on that there was this inequality that was, you know, that was pretty evident. Um, you know, wealthy families could afford to pay for pretty much anything. You mentioned before, you know, uh, you don't want to pay for things, but, you know, when you have the money, you know, some of these families, you know, investing in education in their children is what they like to do, but that's not everyone. And I felt that from my point of view as an educator, ed- education was always about accessibility and equality, not how much money your family has. So I had students who would go home every day and would work with a private tutor for two hours because their family could afford it. And the balance of the students, you know, 70, 80, maybe 90 percent of the students just weren't in that situation. And I thought that that was not really what education was about. So I decided to uh, leave my career as a teacher and, and found Grade Slam. And, and really the, the concept behind it is this idea that, you know, true personalized learning is educational equity and giving every student level playing field to succeed. Um, it, it, you know, that's what drives this equity um, in education. Absolutely. And, and here's, here's the other thing about that. Um, and, and, and the idea of equity certainly is, is very important. But even the ability to raise achievement, you know, we, we always talk about when you bring it down to its simplest form, there's only two ways that you can raise achievement, more instruction and better instruction. Well, within the classroom, we're certainly trying all the time to create better instruction, but how do you get more instruction out of a day that starts at 8 a.m. and ends at 3.30, 4 p.m.? Uh, there's only so many hours in the day that the kid is at school, and if they get home and they're stuck and they don't have any understanding of what's going on, and maybe the parents aren't able to figure that out either, maybe not at the elementary setup, but middle and high school, that stuff gets kind of tricky. You know, you have, through Grade Slam, an instant tutor. And that, that's the premise of Grade Slam is that you can call a tutor any time, any place for any subject, and, um, and they're there. They're at your disposal to help figure out what's going on. Now, um, Phil, the, the first thing I'm sure everybody's going to say is, um, well, how about the kids that, the, 
the common thing that we hear is the kids that need it won't use it. The kids that don't need it will use it. How, how, how do you respond back to that type of uh, comment that we're going to get? That's a good point. I mean, I, I think just to backtrack on what you had said before, you're dead on about this idea of, you know, more instruction and better instruction, right? And we can't ask our teachers to go that much further. They're already, you know, spread very thin. They're working hard, um, you know, and they're doing the best they can to be the best teachers possible. And I think that that is the role that where we step in and say, hey, we can do the more. You know, we can make this thing 24-7. We can, we can bring it around the clock. Um, and, and that's sort of where this idea you know, of um, 24-7 support comes into your second question, which is the idea, you know, yeah, you're right. A lot of the students, you know, the the go-getters, the type A personalities, the ones who are going to use every single resource at their disposal, they're going to jump on this immediately. And and we do see that. Um, But because the accessibility of GradeSlam is so universal, we're um, device agnostic. You can send an SMS text message to, to speak with one of our tutors. You can use it from any device. Um, It's really at your fingertips. And we want to make it as simple as possible for those students who maybe don't have that same motivation to get help, right? Uh, And a lot of the times, it'll take a little bit of a nudge from their teachers from the people around them to say, hey, you have this resource at your disposal. You know, test it out. Try and use it. So we do like to work really closely with the teachers at at our partner institutions to try and convey that message and say, hey, there's nothing wrong with asking for help once in a while. Um, And we train our tutors to really focus on building student confidence. And that's really the KPI of the service team, is making sure that the students who come on to GradeSlam actually walk away feeling more confident about themselves and the material they're working with. And they may not get A's, they may not get 100%, but they're going to feel better about it. And that's really important in terms of success. And, and, and there's two other points that I want to make about this. And um, first of all, you know, w- we need to teach our kids today that it's okay to not know an answer and it's okay to seek out and find somebody who does. So I, I think that in a respect is a learning, is a learning uh, skill that we want our kids to take from this alone is if you're at home and you're not getting it, how are you going to get it? Because, not answering it or not knowing the answer isn't really an acceptable response. We want you to be able to be a self-driven learner. So if, if you, if you're at home and you don't know the answer, how do we go about figuring it out? One one way is to call an expert. And then this gives them that opportunity to be able to call that expert right at their fingertips. And here's the other thing that I find kind of exciting about this as well is um, the idea of, how many times have we had kids or even parents come back to us afterwards and say, well, when my kid got home, he just didn't understand it. And that was sort of their, I don't want to say excuse, but I'm going to use the word excuse to, to not do the work, not take that step to figure it out. Well, whenever you're giving them an option like this, that excuse sort of falls by the wayside because now it's like, okay, you didn't get it, but did you try to seek it out? And we're giving you this opportunity with this tutoring group with Great Slam in order to, to be able to figure that out. Am I right, Phil? Here, what do you think? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this for all the fellow teachers out there. We've all had the students come in in the morning, their work is not done, and the excuse is always preloaded, right? It's, uh, you know, I didn't have any help at home. I didn't understand it. You know, I didn't have 
you know, whatever resources I needed to, to get that help, to get that clarification, mom and dad were whatever, right? Every teacher out there can relate to this. Absolutely. And now with grade time, you kind of eliminate that as an excuse. And to be honest, a lot of the time the students, they're being honest when they're saying that. They didn't have the help. And sure, they're using it maybe as a crutch in, in some situations, but generally speaking, they, they truly did not have that support. And if they did have it, they'd be a lot more inclined to actually uh, seek out support. And I'll, I'll tell you something. We did a study on this last year with one of our partner institutions where we looked at how often students are accessing their learning management system when they have access to grade time and when they don't. So we, we had given this to um, an experimental group within the school, and then the control group didn't have access to grade slam. Same class, the same grade. And the students hmm. who had access to grade slam were actually logging into their learning management system 23% more often. Huh. Which means they're more engaged in their courses. They know they have this extra help there that can support them. And, you know, it, it, it's correlation, not causation. But we like to think of it as, hey, you know, the more that we're doing to support the students, the more engaged in their own learning they're going to become. Absolutely. Hey, do you have a couple minutes to, to hang on the line for me, Phil? A- absolutely. All right. We're going we're gonna to take a brief uh, pause here so we can get to our public service announcement. And we'll be back uh, in 30 seconds here. This is the Council on the Future of Education. talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over, until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. We're more connected than ever before. 90% of America's students use some form of social media, but not all of it's used in a good way. Hurtful posts online are leading to social isolation for many. Psychologists say it's bullying in a brand new way. Well, beyond differences in I Keep Safe, we're looking to change that with ideas for students, their parents, and even teachers. Take the pledge to be kind online and learn more at wearekindonline.com. All right. This is uh, Rob Furman with the Council on the Future of Education uh, talk radio. Uh, if you have something, if you're listening and you want to ask uh, myself or Phil a question, or if you have a technology that you find pretty cool and like to discuss it, uh, we do have a guest call-in number, 646 787 1813. You could call that at any time and uh, you can get on the air with us. We're going to be doing these shows every Monday. We may even start doing twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, because um, it seems to be a, an interest here when it comes to discussing the future of education. So we may double this to uh, twice a week. But so mark down that guest call in number, put it in your cell phone so you can always be a part of the show 646 787. 1813. Also, don't forget to check out the Council on the Future of Education website, edufuture.us. You can also find us on Twitter at edufuture underscore US. All right, we're sitting here still talking with Phil from uh, Grade Slam. He is the founder and CEO of Grade Slam, and I believe his website is greatslam.org, G R A D E S L A M.org. Phil, you still with me? I'm here. 
All right. So here's here's the thing that always drives me crazy whenever I go to these conferences and I'm talking to people that are tech startups and, and different groups like that is they never want to they never want to quote you a price. They always want you to well call me and we'll talk and or give me an idea and we'll get back to you and that type of thing. But uh, when I spoke to you, you you very quickly said it's around twenty five dollars a kid, sort of end of conversation. And I was sort of floored by that. Again, I'm cheap. I don't like to. I don't like to spend a lot of money. Not to mention the fact that most schools don't have a lot of money. But um, that sort of shocked me whenever whenever you said that, um, for several reasons. One, uh, I know a tutor for maybe a half hour would cost twenty five dollars, but certainly not unlimited, and certainly not uh, all year long. So the price point, at least in my opinion, and again, you know, you're not paying me to say any of this because. Well, nobody can. I, I like to have my attitude, <laughs> but um, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that it's really not that expensive. Um, how how are you managing this in terms of uh, uh, dealing with schools, in terms of big numbers, small numbers of kids, different things like that? So, really, really good point there. I mean, I I can totally feel that pain of the unknown you know all these websites often have uh, you know contact us for information and we're, we're sort of guilty of that i think to a degree as well um but the more transparent you are as a business i think the better you know and that's where we come out with say you know yeah 25 dollars a student per year um you know that's you know roughly what the price is going to be for pretty much all of our institutions um and i think we want to make sure that they understand you know the unit economics there and, and i can get into that a little bit because I'm sure you're going to have some listeners who are curious. Hey, you know, I, I, I when I used to tutor, I was charging sixty, seventy dollars an hour, um, and they're, you know, working several hours for every family. Um, so the reality in our situation is a couple things. First, we because we're leveraging chat communication, we can have a tutor working with multiple students simultaneously, right? And it eliminates that downtime that exists in tutoring, right? We've all done. You know, you even think in your own classes, but, you know, as a tutor, you're spending a lot of your time watching the student work, right? You explain a concept, and then the next 15 minutes, the student's applying that concept, and you're still being paid your $70 an hour. Uh, with GradeSlam, we're eliminating that inefficiency, so the tutors are constantly working with new students. And what we've done is we've built an algorithm that can actually analyze the question that the student is asking for help with and matches it to the best available tutor who can answer that specific question. And what that does is it makes the tutors very, very um, like concise and experienced in those types of questions. And we're also looking at things like sentiment, the way the question is being asked, and we're matching the learning profile of the student with the teaching profile of the tutor. So all this to say, we've tried to optimize the efficiency of the interaction. Um, and it drops the cost. It allows the students to, um, to get help from somebody who knows what they're doing and it allows that tutor to be working with several students working on the same concept simultaneously. Obviously, the experience is still one-to-one -one from the student's perspective. Um, but it's, you know, this is just putting technology to work, to be honest. Is, is, it, a, is it like an AI type of a logarithm where, where somebody, you know, a computer is taking all this information in order to do the best matching? Is that all behind the scenes, right? Yeah, so we, we call it our tutor matcher, and basically it's leveraging natural language processing. So we analyze the question that the student's asking for context, um, and then by, like, interpreting that context, we can determine 
essentially what the question is asking and then match it to a tutor who's answered similar questions successfully. Uh, and so it's, it's pretty cool. Definitely something that chat, you know, leveraging chat lends itself to very well. Um, and so we're, you know, we're still in the infancy of that, but it's getting better and better. Um, and it allows us to be more efficient. Like I said, just putting the same technology we use every day to work is really what it is. Yeah, see, I just find that really cool. And, and you know, a while ago I was writing an article on uh, artificial intelligence, uh, VR and AR and AI uh, in, in the educational system. And, you know, there was a uh, futurist that I was uh, talking with, and we were talking about how long it might take for uh, artificial intelligence to become, you know, quote, unquote, the next teacher or something like that. Um, so I'm sure those of you that are into futuristic thinking are thinking that same thing. Well, why couldn't I get it eventually in short order an AI that could do this exact same tutoring? Uh, and let me tell you, artificial intelligence is great with the who, what, when, and where, but it really is many, many years away from the how and why. And, and that's really where tutoring comes into play. Um, you know, it, it could, it can, AI can spit out facts, can give you, uh, you know, simulations and things like that. But when it comes to how and why and explaining itself to a student, it's, it's just not quite there yet. Um, but, but I, so I, I still think that's, that's the human advantage, not to mention the fact, the, uh, the idea of empathy and love and compassion, all those type of things that we'll always need our teachers around for in order to help that kind of thing. So here, here's one more thing I want to throw at you, Phil, and then we're going to, we're going to move along. Um, so I did my gazintas here this afternoon. I was just kind of curious to see if if we would take several of our teachers in a district, because I'm sure just like everybody else, you know, one of the things that I always do whenever I see something is, oh, I could do that on my own because that's how I could save myself money. So I went and I said, okay, well, if I took just, let's say, three teachers and I asked them to be available almost like office hours uh, in the evenings for three hours, so three teachers for three hours at their at their contract rate, which for us was around uh, well the average in the county, I think it came out to like forty to forty five dollars something like that for instructional stuff. Um, it came up to around forty seven thousand dollars for a hundred and thirty no one hundred and twenty days. The reason I did 120 days because I figured, okay, 180 days, I could probably get away with not doing it right at the beginning of the year, not doing it at the end of the year, not doing it before and after some holidays. I would just shave off uh, 30 days and just say, okay, we're, 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 we're at, oh, no, I'm sorry, I shaved off more than that. I shaved off 60 days. Um, we're at 120 days, three teachers, three hours a night, and that came to about $47,000. And then I took a, uh, a small school district, which was uh, at around 2,000 kids, or no, around 1,500 to 1,600 kids, and uh, I put your $25 per child on there, and guess what? It came to just about the exact same amount of money. So if, if people are out there saying, well, it was the same amount of money, but I was only doing 120 days, I was only doing three hours a night, I was only doing three teachers for the entire district. So, again, I was very pleasantly surprised by uh, your price point. And, and I think, to me, if you're a district that has, uh, has some money and can do these type of things, 
to give your ch- your children an opportunity to have a tutor at home for as long as they need it to me is just outstanding and Anybody who knows me knows that I love to I love to beat up on tech companies, especially startup tech companies. But uh, man, I I think you're onto something here. I, I really think you got it going on, and, and you know, congratulations. Why don't you uh, give us a little end spiel here for for uh, for Grade Slam? You know I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, first I mean th- thanks for having me on the show. I think what you guys are doing is great with the council, um, and we need more. educators to band together and and push forward this notion of like technology and and bringing technology into the classroom. And you said something really interesting before around AI replacing, you know, teachers and things like that. I mean, we're, we're a long way away from that. And our whole bet on this is, you know, our tutors are really the foundation of the business and that interaction, that one-to-one conversation that the student's having with the tutor, it's not just about the academics. It's not just about the learning. There's like, you know, there is a component to it that's pedagogical, but a lot of it does come down to, you know, they want someone there. They want a coach. They want somebody who's going to be there supporting and motivating them. Um, and it's really tough to do that with, you know, with some sort of artificial intelligence, right? The human side of things is still important. Um, so you nailed that. You know, for, for all the listeners out there, what I'll say as well is, you know, if you're interested, if your district is interested, you know, we're all about setting up pilots. We want to get people on board. We want more and more students to take advantage of this true educational equity that we're delivering. Um, and the math that you did is dead on. I mean, that's sort of how we present it to, uh, to a lot of our customers as well. As we'll say, you know, you're doing, like you said, 120 days a year, you know, three hours to so three You're not even able to cover every subject that way. Right. So nope. with Great right. Plan, at least we're covering all the subjects. It's multilingual. Um, you know, we haven't even mentioned our essay review feature as well, but students written work will be reviewed and the feedback provided both to the student and the teacher within 24 hours. Um, wow. So for all the teachers out there and, you know, me included, I was guilty of this. You know, I used to not give as much write, written work that I had to review drafts and stuff because it was too time consuming. This is another <laughs> way that right. you can kind of, yeah, get get some essays, uh, you know, reviewed beforehand and the quality is improved by the time you read it, which is always nice. Um, but, yeah, all of this stuff is, um, you know, it's – I don't want to say too futuristic. We're, we're thinking today, but we're thinking where are things going, right, and and how do we level the playing field for students. And I really – you know, I'm glad that you see the same way that I do because I think it's important that we keep the humans in the mix um, as long as we can. And I don't think that anytime yep. soon, at least in our lifetime, it's going to change too much, but – um, yeah, so if anybody's interested, I mean, definitely reach out. Um, you know, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at PA Cutler um, or gradeslam.org, as you mentioned. We're always available, always interested. Um, also curious to hear what your listeners have to say, if they have additional questions or anything like that. Uh, reach out, let me know. Uh, we're, we're very iterative. We love feedback. One other thing before I sort of wrap up that I think is important we haven't talked much about the analytics side of, of the business, but, you know, the tutoring is amazing, and, and that's really the, the value prop to the students. But what we're doing as well is providing the analytics back to the teachers and the administration. So every teacher, you're actually able to see the conversations your students are having on Grade Slam. So you have an idea of who's getting help, what topics they're getting help in, what, you know, what subjects are they struggling with. And it completes this feedback loop between what's happening in the classroom and what's happening at home. Um, and we want wow. to be extremely transparent. So all yeah, the information is there for your for your students. Very cool. 
Very cool. Well, hey, thank you so much, Phil. And, um, you know, good luck to you and to your endeavors. And, uh, you know, come back sometime and, and keep us posted on uh, how this, how Grade Slam grows. I think it's a pretty cool concept. And, and uh, I certainly think anything we could do to help children out on a group scale like that is important. Agreed. Agreed. Well, happy, right. to, uh, happy to be on here. And call me back anytime. Thanks, buddy. Okay, so that was uh, Phil from Gradeslam.org. I, I really am impressed with that company. And uh, again, if, if anybody who knows me, anybody who knows me knows that I love to uh, to beat down on on, on the companies that like to spend a lot of money on goofy things. But but this one, this this is a good one. All right, so I'm, I'm almost out of time here. So thank you so much. Make sure you follow me at Dr. Furman. Follow. Um, the Council on the Future of Education at edufuture underscore US. Don't be shy. Our next uh, on Twitter, we'll be able to put out our next topic. We'll try to do another show Thursday. But our guest call in number will always be 646 787 1813. This is Rob Furman signing off for the Council on the Future of Education. The Council on the Future of Education. Fire, the frustration and discord are burning in every city.